Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wazzas! Let's get fucking listening, baby! It's me. It's your man. It's your main man. It's Old Walls. I'm back again, ladies and gentlemen. Episode number 80. 8-0. 80 episodes. <clears throat> and two bonus episodes out there, too, by the way. Um, and a live show. So, you know, 80 episodes of the pod proper and then three extras out there. So, look how lucky you guys are. Um, so, yeah. Episode 80. Old Walls House. Uh, just starting out. Thank you, guys. I appreciate all you. I know I say this all the time, but thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, as always, big thank you to producer Kevin for keeping this thing rolling. And before we get into anything else, uh, doing that housekeeping, you guys know how it works. If you could, please rate, review, comment, subscribe, and share. Tell somebody about Old Wall's House. Just let them know. Let them know to come check it out. Uh, fun show coming. Uh, talking Cleveland Guardians. Uh, some golf. British Open next week. Scottish Open just finished this week. And then I got a big passing thoughts coming your way this week, guys. So, uh, but before we get into that, you guys heard about Liquid IV? I know I like Liquid IV. I've I've added it like for dead ass. I've added it into almost my daily routine. Uh, category winning hydration brand, fueling your well being, and is the hydration multiplier. Is this one product you're missing from your daily routine? In one stick. One stick, that's all you need. Five essential vitamins, two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning before a workout. Uh, if you're feeling run down after a long night out, um, maybe if you got a long flight. Hey, I was feeling a little run down today. Been getting up early. Roommate's out of town. Uh, playing golf early, getting up earlier to walk the dog. You know, having a couple beverages at night. Popped one, you know, popped a liquid IV in my water. I'm back. I'm back. to. I'm ready. I'm rip roaring. Um, I, you know what I love most convenience, convenience. I just rip open the package, drop it in my water and I'm good to go. Um, all sorts of flavors. I'm a Concord grape guy, but, uh, you know, guava, passion fruit, strawberry, watermelon, tropical punch, pina colada, lemon, lime. And then there are two new flavors, strawberry, lemonade, and sea berry, sea berry. Uh, again, one stick in 16 ounces of water. I actually do it in a little more, uh, just to kind of dilute the saltiness, but you know, you can do it as little as 16, 12 flavors. I just named off a bunch, five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Um, three times the electrolytes, elect, excuse me, electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, um, non-GMO, free from gluten, dairy, and soy. And they are uh, believers that water is an important thing for everybody to have, and they believe in equitable access to it. So here's what you do. In the show notes, there is a link. And there is a promo code, O-W-H, that's O for O, W for walls, H for house, O-W-H, with the link, gets you 20% off your order. You can go to liquidiv.com and use promo code O-W-H or go to the link listed below, Liquid IV. Go get you some. Let's get to the show. Well, color me fucking disappointed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians, man, just... Just get swept by the Texas Rangers. Um, now, granted, I know the Texas Rangers are 
a very, very good baseball team. But this was one of the most disappointing series I've watched this year. And especially because it felt like there was some momentum that had been brewing. Uh, Come right into the All-Star game, and then we come out of and get swept and have now lost four straight, which is the first time all year this has happened. So, yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, there were some very good moments in this series. Friday, both the Naylor brothers go deep. One of the few times two brothers have ever both hit home runs in the same game. I think they actually both even had a hit in the same inning. Go up 4 nothing, 4 nothing. Savali gives us five innings, only allows two runs, and then the fucking wheels come off. Absolute fucking disaster after he comes out. They give up. So he comes out in the fifth. They give up one in the sixth. Eh, 4-3, no big deal. Five in the seventh. Four in the eighth. 12-4 loss. Okay. Moving on. The next day, Gavin Williams, another young, good-looking pitching prospect. What's he give us? He gives us five, two runs. We don't score a fucking single run. On eight hits. Eight. Eight hits. Good God. I think there was a hit in every inning on the Friday game. I mean, you only give up two. Oofta. Oofta. And then today. Today takes the fucking cake. Stephen Kwan. My man. Love me some Stephen Kwan. He comes out. Lead off. Home run. Doesn't get much better than that. Well, we give up a leadoff home run right back, so, you know, that was a thing. But Tanner Bybee goes six, only gives up, again, two runs. So there's the theme. The starters only give up two runs each game. The starters only give up six the entire series to a very, very good lineup from Texas. He comes out of the game. It's 3-2. Was it 3-2 when he came out today? Yes, because we scored two more in the second. There was nothing else. And then in the top of the eighth, David Fry goes deep. Put us up three. Five to two. Before we get to the complete fucking collapse, uh, I should mention, Stephen Kwan had himself a day. Home run, double, two singles. Uh, was just a triple shy of the cycle. What a day by, uh, by Stephen Kwan. Um, now, like I said, Fry goes deep, two-run homer. It's 5-3 going into the eighth. Just get this shit to class A. Uh, but the eighth inning again, I don't know if I'm just remembering this for no reason, but it feels like the eighth inning has been the undoing of a lot of games this year. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Maybe it's just been a couple recently, and it's just recency bias. But it feels bad. Like It feels like this just keeps happening. And it's it's frustrating. Um, yeah, Trevor Steffen comes in and gives up four runs. It just only gets one out. Point one in, you know, a third of an inning pitch. Point one on the on the thing as I'm right here. Two walks, three hits, gives up four earned. Like you just can't have that, man. Like 
you got to come in and just, I don't know, just get her home somehow, somehow, some way. So, I mean, like I said, we're, we're 500 and we're, we were in the lead of the division going into the all-star break. Now we're three games below and we're two games back after one fucking series. Like it felt like there was a forward momentum, a forward momentum. Now it does not feel that way. Now, I mean, oof, oof does. Guys, oh, oh, not to mention Bieber's on the DL. He's having some issues with a, with an elbow. Um, just the 15 day or so, the the, um, the x-ray and MRI must have came back decent. So, whew. Um, looking forward, not the not the worst week, but it's not a cakewalk. Got uh, got three games in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh isn't a great team, you know, like ten games under five hundred. But you know, you're away. I don't know if they've announced starters yet. As I'm doing this Sunday evening, let me look. What do we got going? Zavion Curry. Not super familiar with him. He's three and zero this year. He's been a reliever for most of the year. Oh yeah, I know this guy. I know this guy. Yeah, this will be his. This will be his first start this year. Yeah, it looks that way. Most innings he's pitched is three innings. Wonder if they're gonna bullpen this game. And then going up against Q Priester, who is zero and zero. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the yeah, you know, it's like just him swiping around on the score app here. You look at t- who's on the DL for the the Indians. Or damn, I was just talking that I was doing a good job with us. Look who's on the DL for the Guardians: Trevor McKenzie, sixty day IL. Cal Quantrill, 15-day IL, and Shane Bieber, 15-day IL. Those are the top three pitchers on the staff. Not good. Not good. So, um, a a winnable series against the Pirates. It's in Pittsburgh, but, you know, it's winnable. And then hosting the Phillies, who have been playing some good ball. Uh, I don't know what they've done coming out of the break. Let's take a look at them real quick. Six and four in their last ten have won two in a row. Uh, So, you know, we'll see where that is. Um, But hosting that over the weekend. Um, we'll be playing tomorrow, Monday, you know, by the time the pod comes out the day before. Um, so yeah, so, you know, gotta, gotta get back on and win it. See if we can win a couple series, get a little four and two week. Don't want to be losing series again. Uh, it'll be tough. Get through this week. Hell, even if you can go three and three, you got some winnable games the following week. You've got a home stand against the Royals. And then you've got a four game set against the White Sox. Like, those are two teams you kind of got to beat up on. The White Sox have been really struggling of late. We struggled with them last time we played them, but that's a winnable. Those are very winnable games. I mean, those are seven games that you're looking at thinking five and two. So get through this week. Try and win the series against in Pittsburgh and then see if you can bring some momentum coming home. It seems like there's been some something to the bats lately. I mean, there were four home runs this series. Against the Rangers, I can't tell you the last time I watched three games and saw four home runs. So that feels like, um, outside of uh, Jose, when he had three in the one game, that feels like a step in the right direction. It really does. It really does. 
baseball wide note here. Let me find it. Let me find it. We mentioned last week when I was talking to Ethan, the rule changes. So, you know, the idea of game shorter, more action. Viewership and attendance are up. And this is a good one for baseball. MLB says the median age of ticket buyers has dropped from 49 in 2019 to 43 today. So that's a good metric. Uh, that's always one of the things is when your sport starts to get old and other people aren't, you know, younger kids aren't watching it or going to games and then, you know, bringing the next generation in. So to see the median age drop six years is a, is a really good thing. And I'll say it again. The pitch clock has was what brought me back to baseball to check it out. It's what's kept me around. I love the pace at what they go. I it's just been I think it's been phenomenal. I think it was perfect. <laughs> I will say, maybe give it a couple extra seconds for the playoffs. That's my only thing. I I've gone I've moved away from we don't need it in the playoffs to is if it's 15, bump it up to 20, 25 even. Like a little extra time. Part of the intrigue of the playoffs. Sorry, I'm scratching something on my screen as I'm knocking it around there. Part of the intrigue of the playoffs is like the the moment building, the suspense and things like that. So I'm very okay if they, you know, expand it a little bit for the playoffs. So, well, I think that's all for the Guardians this week. Uh, important week coming up, I think, you know, kind of moving towards those dog days of summer as August kind of rolls around. You know, got to get some wins. Uh, a lot of games with the White Sox left, it looks like. I know there's still a bunch with the, the Royals coming out here. Some series with the Twins, and, you know, that gets us kind of early September. So, uh, yeah, got to have a good week here. Got to do some work on the, the Pennsylvania teams and, uh, and take advantage of uh, a not-so-great Pittsburgh team and then a homestand against Philly. So, go Guards. Rory McIlroy. Is uh, a winner on the PGA Tour. He wins the Scottish Open this week. A uh, little preview for for the, the British next week. <clears throat> Battles through a little bit of a rough day this morning. And uh, picks up his 24th win on tour. 24th. There were there were some hitters up there, man. Uh, if you look at the, the leaderboard. So Rory goes uh, 64, 66, 67, 68. Uh, you know, you're looking at the leaderboard. You got Rory, you got Rob McIntyre, Ben on David Lingmurth, but then you got, you know, your Scotty Scheffler, JT Poston, who's been playing some pretty good golf. Uh, Trevor, Trevor, Tyrrell Hatton was making a run today. He had gotten all the way up to the lead. I didn't watch any. I was just kind of scoreboard watching because I was playing golf this morning, but uh, it did not look good for Rory when I first looked at it. What happened to Hatton coming in? Yeah, he makes the turn in four under. Had gotten it all the way to like 12. Was it 12 or 13? Oofta. And then makes a bogey on a par five. What happened there? Shot one, 358 to right rough. 219 hole, 140 yards to right fairway, 79 to hole, 44 yards to left fairway, 44 yards to hole, 49 yards to green. So he missed, he missed a shot from, what do he do, just lay the fucking sod over one? 
He had 79 yards, and he had 44 yards to the fairway and still had 44 yards to the hole. Sounds like he just chunked the shit out of it. So he makes a boy there. My man comes back and goes birdie, birdie, and is at five under. That's actually probably when I actually saw it. And then, oof, not a, not a great finish. Yeah, he got the 13. He got it to 13 and was in the lead. Then makes a bogey on 13. That's a three whammer. Bogey's another. Oh, man. Two bogeys on the par fives on the back nine. Not great. He, uh, 244 yards, so left fairway bunker. Had to chip out, still had 230. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Hit it to five feet and then, you know, five, eight, five and a half. And then missed it, so and then makes a double on eighteen. What happened there? On and three and three whams. At that point, he probably knew what was going on. Um, yeah, so he was up there. Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Tom Kim. Tom Kim had a rough day. I think the wind was up today again. I didn't watch any of this because there's some there's some big numbers. Brian Harmon, who was up there, four over Max Homa, who finishes T twelve with Shane Lowry. They go plus two plus three. Ryan Fox, my pick this week in my fantasy. I didn't actually pick him to win. Uh, I just didn't have that many guys. Sam Burns was around. Again, that's a one over. So, yeah, there was uh, Scotty Scheffler even. I think he moved up the leaderboard. Bob McIntyre, six under some playing. Uh, But, yeah, back to Rory. So, Rory goes out in two over and then comes in in four under. Uh, almost the exact opposite of of Tyrrell here. Uh, let's look at Rory's scorecard. Just kind of take a peek at this. Yeah, turns in 37, made four bogeys and two birdies on the front. I woke up. I see him two over, so he's back to 11. I see Hatton at 13. I'm just thinking to myself, well, fucking Rory. Rory's been struggling on Sundays, and it's doing the same thing. And I literally get back from playing golf. I look at it in Rory's one and has, I'm like, holy shit, he figured it out. Yeah, birdies on 11, 14, and then 17 and 18 when Big Bob, I think who was out ahead of him a little bit, uh, had had really got it going. He made a couple birdies out front, an eagle on 10, a couple more birdies on 14 and 15, makes a bogey on 16. So that's another bogey on 16, the par five. Uh, he made birdie on 18. So, uh, yeah, birdie, birdie finish for Rory. Uh, that's going to get the Rory hype train going. I, I Coach Solano texted us uh, in the group chat to let us know that he did mention that Rory was going to win between the U.S. Open and the British Open and get the hype train going. So, yeah, the uh, the hype train's back. It's back. It's This is Rory's tournament again. Uh, he's he's the betting favorite, plus 550. Uh, you know, Scotty's at 750, Rom at 900, and Kepke at 14. I mean, those are your... Those are your dudes in golf right now. Uh, some other guys, just uh, odds-wise, to keep an eye on. You know, your, your top hitters are uh, Cam Smith at 1,500, uh, Xander Shoffley at 2,000, Victor Hovland, 2,000, Spieth, 2,000, Cantlay, 2,500, uh, Wyndham Clark, your U.S. Open champion. He's at 3,500, and then Tom Kim is at 5,000. So uh, just a couple of people, you know, keep an eye on. Um, it looks like uh, Hatton was taking a taking – a, Look at my uh, my shirt today. Drive, punch out, approach, chip, putt, putt, net five, baby. Uh, he doesn't get those pops, though. Um, so, yeah. Holy Lake, Royal Liverpool, 
They're the same thing. I used to get so fucking confused when people would be calling it Holy Lake. I'm like, it's Holy Lake one time, and then it's Royal Liverpool the next. Uh, so, yeah, Rory, uh, just to add to the Rory hype train, he won here last time the tournament was played here in 2000. <clears throat> he ended up winning by two, but it was never actually that close. He led by six over uh, Ricky Fowler to start the day. And Sergio Garcia, he led by seven to start the day. Uh, Expanded his lead to seven over both after the first hole. And he didn't play great. He made a couple of bogeys out front and a bogey on the back. Uh, The closest it ever got was, like, in play. It finished at two because both Ricky and Sergio birdied 18. So, I mean, at one point... Yeah, no, it was never, the two was the closest it ever was. I'm just looking through here. Oh, I take that back. Sergio at one point got it to 14 after the 10th hole. Held held it at 14 for a while until the 15th where he made a bogey and fell back to 13. Uh, Rory bogeyed the 13th and it was down to two. Uh, But like I said, it would have been, you know, by the time Rory bogeys the 13th, Sergio's probably on the 14th through the 14th. He bogeys 15 almost immediately, probably. It probably felt like, oh, shit, this is going to get close. And then, bam, bogey, and it's a three-shotter. And then it was, you know, like I said, Rory, uh, Ricky and Sergio both birdie 18. Rory pars it. At that point, he knows what's happening. It was never – I remember watching that and being kind of bored because I was like, you know, somebody's got to really blaze one. I mean, Sergio kind of did. I mean, 66 and a 67 from Ricky. This was Ricky's uh, uh, top five in all the majors where he wasn't really in any of them uh, that year in 2014, but uh, but compiled some some nice Wikipedia stats. Uh, so it was never as close as, as it looked. So he really ran away with that one too. I mean, when he made the turn, he got it back to 17. I believe he started the day at at 16. Yes. So, yeah. So, I mean, is it going to happen for Rory? That's, like, the big question. Like, what's going on here? Like, is he going to get over the Sunday shit? Does this Scottish Open win? Birdie, birdie on 17 and 18. Does that help get his, like, mojo back a little bit? Like, are we going to figure this shit out? Like, you're going to reestablish yourself. Like, you've been one of the top three players in the world for how long now? Like, you've been playing good golf, at least since the pandemic. I can't remember when it's like, he's kind of got, he was struggling there for a bit. Uh, But, like, he's back. Like, I think he even won the FedEx Cup in 2019. Like, you got to start winning these, dude. Like, you haven't won them. If you don't win a major this year, it'll be 10 years since you last won a major. Not technically, but, you know. He'll be in 2024, and the last time he won a major was 2014. At Holy, uh, no, he won the PGA later that month, or later that year, in the, in the next month. Great PGA, the 2014 PGA of Valhalla. People shit on that place, but that place produces fucking great golf tournaments. Uh, speaking of golf course, Holy Lake, don't know. Like every other one of the fucking courses in the British Open, there's no trees. If it's windy, the scores will go up. If it's not, the scores won't. There's some bunkers somewhere. The greens are big. You're going to putt it from a lot of places. The old Texas wedge. My man JD and my invite partner Troy, they'd fucking love it. Texas wedging it all over the place. But yeah, who fucking, the course. 
Oh, this is one of the great golf course architecture. It's a fucking straight hole with some bunkers tossed out there. I could fucking make that on PGA Tour, like Tiger Woods. Like, I could create that. Oh, but they're great. That's just where the fucking sheep are walking a little bit more. If you can tell, I'm not, like, a huge fan of, like, oh, the British Open is playing on these incredible golf. Fuck off. Yeah, they're so great. St. Andrews gets fucking blitzed every year. The road hole. hole. You have to hit it over a fucking hotel. Fuck out of here. That's probably my cue, that I'm just rambling about the road hole now. Like, maybe we should just move on from the golf. Let's, uh... Let's head on to the uh, the next thing here. Well, what do you guys say? Why don't we do some passing thoughts? Um, so first off, we're going to toss a toss a couple of fighting things into passing thoughts. First, I am getting super excited for the fights on July 29th. We got Spence Crawford, the undisputed welterweight titles, going to happen. Uh, Spence has three belts. Crawford has one. I'm so excited. We'll talk more about this probably next week again. <clears throat> but super, super pumped for that. And they just added Nonito Donaire to the undercard, which is going to be fucking incredible. There's going to be, like, a decent fight on a fucking boxing undercard. Like, that is fucking absurd. <laughs> like, just absolutely, um, just absolutely great. That we actually get a decent undercard, like at least one fight on it. Um, because I think, is it Romero? Is it Jesus Ramos versus Sergio Garcia was supposed to happen? I think that's what came off. Let me, uh, let me see if I can find this. I mean, have fucking less. Like, I can just type UFC. Oh, fucking Christ. Of course, it's only 85 fucking dollars. You fucking assholes. Yeah, that's the one. So, uh, Nonito Donaire, Alexandro Santiago, uh, for the vacant WBC Bantamweight Championship. Bantamweight, is that 118? I think it's 118. Yep, 118 is the top of that. Cool. So, yeah, and then Isaac Cruz versus Giovanni Cabrera. Yeah, don't care about that one. So, two good fights. Two fights I'm interested. Nonito Dinner is awesome. And then uh, Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford. I'm on record right now. Terrence Crawford is my pick to win. So, there's that. Uh, UFC, Holly Holm lost this week. The rest of the UFC card just doesn't do anything for me. Whatever the card is this weekend, Tom Aspinall versus Marcin Tybura. Nothing. Nothing. But yeah, 291. There's some good ones on there. Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Jan, Jan and Alex Pereira, Paula Costa, Tony Ferguson, Bobby Green, Kevin Holland's on the card as well. So, uh, July 29th is going to be a fun night if you like fights. Uh, UFC 291, uh, Spence Crawford, the the probably the best fight we've had in boxing. And ooh. I mean, probably dating back. I mean, 
Yeah, you gotta say you gotta say Fury Wilder, like especially two. Like that was a hyped up fight after the first one. So that uh that uh that's a that's a big fight. I mean, this is the best pure boxing fight. I mean, this is a fight people have fought for like five years. I mean, almost as soon as maybe four years, five years, five years. Almost as soon as Terrence Crawford went up to Walter White. They were they were people were eyeing this one up. Um, moving on, uh, non-fight related things, you know, more of a true passing thoughts here. Somehow, some way, they can't figure out where the goat came, came from in the White House. She can't figure it out. It's just, it's a mystery. Uh, CNN, this was on, uh, 713, so a few days ago, just in. The Secret Service ends its investigation into a bag of cocaine found at the White House without finding a suspect. Sources say. I'm sure there's no fucking cameras. No one had to walk through there. No eyewitnesses, of course. Like, you're telling me every part of the White House doesn't have a fucking camera? Hey, maybe it doesn't. You know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm talking myself through this here. Reacting kind of, you know, I kind of held my thoughts. Maybe they don't have cameras everywhere because they don't want shit seen. But I fucking don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. You would think somebody had to come in and, like, someone went into a room and that's where it was. Like, you couldn't, like, just look back through and be like, hey, these 25 people went through that room. And then you go, you know, hunt for them again. You know, go hunt for where the, the cocaine came from. If you put on a little hunt, find some hunters and go looking for the cocaine. I don't know. I don't buy it, man. I, I don't buy it that they don't know. But, you know, our government, they never lie. They're, they're truthful. Truthful till the end. Real stand-up people, the fucking federal government of the United States. Through all, through all presidencies, just really keeping it, keeping us on the straight and narrow, never telling us a lie. Truthful. Truthful, never making anything up. No false flags, no lost accounting of billions of dollars all the time. Just truthful, you know, great people doing what's best for the American people. That's what our United States government does. You know who does what's best for the goddamn American people is McDonald's. Actually, no, they're fucking. <laughs> McDonald's is far from what's best for the American people. As a man who enjoys himself, some fucking McDonald's. Not the best for the American people, but it is fucking tasty. You're going to tell me you're going to get a Big Mac and I'll be like, mm, fucking McChicken? What is it about McChickens? Why are McChickens so good? I don't know, but they are. But they are. I was blown away by this. I knew Burger King sold a lot of food. Worldwide, they sell 2.36 billion hamburgers each year. 2.63 billion. What's the world population right now? World population. The world population in 2021 was just under 8 billion. 7.88 billion. So just say, call it 8. What's the math? I can't do that. 8 divided by 2.36. Other way around. 2.36 divided by 8. Roughly 30% of the world 
you know, if, if everyone got one, roughly 30% of the world will get a fucking McDonald's hamburger. Obviously, there's some there's some fellas getting more than one. I don't know if I get does like, like does the McChicken count? Is that the burger? Is that a burger? Because I knock out a couple. I had two on the road last week. I was driving long car trip. McDonald's are placed fucking nicely. You're in and out too. like they're in gas stations now a lot. Like, is it loves? I think they're in loves. Get your gas. Go take a piss. And then you're out of there. You come out with a couple McChickens, some fucking McDonald's fries. There ain't nothing wrong with that, baby. Except for your midsection. Except for your midsection. Speaking of taking a piss. I <laughs> So I take my dog swimming. Roommate's out of town. Bachelor weekend, which is fantastic for like, God, this is disgusting. I'm going to say this. I enjoy spending time with my wife. Um, and I like having a bachelor weekend for like two days. But then when she's gone longer than that, I'm like, okay, she can get home. Like, I'm getting fucking bored. Like, there's only so much, like, beer I can drink and video games I can play without it kind of getting a little redundant. She should just give me that option a little more often while she's here. So, you know, just be present and just allow me to do my thing. Um, but, yeah, so I take the dog swimming. Just me. And I'm wearing a fanny pack. We got a fanny pack when you walk the dog. You got, got all your supplies, your treats, your poop bags, you know, uh, uh, some some hand wipes, some, like, Clorox wipes, like, but you're, like, your hand-style ones. So dogs in the water, I'm whipping tennis balls out into the water for them. And like all of a sudden, I'm like, my crotch, like right around my dick is like feeling wet. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, did I, did I piss my pants? I'm like, this is weird. Like the dog, like every time he comes out of the water, he shakes, you know, the water just goes flying. I'm like, did he just shake a bunch of water on me? But I'm like, I feel it like, I feel like in my underwear, like through the shorts. I'm like. What the fuck is going on? Like, I legit have the feeling that I have pissed my pants. Like, it feels like there is a puddle around my crotch all over. Like, I'm like, and there were like other people there. So I was like trying to keep my dog away from bothering them and trying to eat their fucking food, which he almost got some dude sandwich. Like some dude was like, oh, hey, buddy. And like had his like hand down with his sandwich, like right in front of his face. I was like, fuck, get out of here, boomer. And like trying to shove him out of there. But um, so I'm like, maybe I've been running around. Did I just like, did I accident? like, I'm legit like wondering, have I accidentally pissed my pants? And like, I didn't realize what I did. And now I'm like fucking really thinking about it. So like, I get back to the car. I've like kind of swung a door open as I'm like trying to dry him off. And I like, so I like reached down, like touch it. I'm like, it smells like fucking, it smells like, like cleaning material, like cleaning stuff. Like, in my pants. It's like, does my piss smell like Clorox? Is what I'm thinking to myself. And finally, I take... So I take off my fanny pack, which is sitting right here, of course. Right in the crotch. And I'm, like, going to get a treat out for him. And I feel that the whole bag is soaked. So at some point in all my moving, I had opened, like, the, the, the package of Clorox, like, hand wipes. And it had, like seeped out like into my pants and just because it was sitting right above my dick like it was all covered i have never been so relieved in my life i was like holy shit like I, there was a point where i was like oh my god i i accidentally pit my pissed myself and didn't realize what i was doing like what am i fucking 80 like do i have a goddamn problem i've never been more relieved in my entire life as when i found out that the clorox wipes had leaked all over myself. Uh, I did have to come home and change my underpants. Cause, and when I took them off, I mean, there's just like a circle 
right around, like right in like the the flap of your underwear where you can put your dick out, just completely fucking soaked, just covered in Clorox. I thought I was covered in piss. There was a moment in time, and I'm looking down. Like I realized it. I realized it around people. I'm like looking down at myself. I'm like, holy shit! Like, does it? Do I have like a big fucking like spot like on my like? You know, like, am I looking like Billy Madison? You know, if pee in your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Like, do I have, like, a huge fucking water spot right on my crotch? And people are going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're a 30-some-year-old man, and you're pissing yourself out in public at a state park? Thankfully, it didn't really show. Whatever the shorts I was wearing just kind of blended in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I did not piss myself. I want that to be the main takeaway. I did not piss myself. So, yeah. Where to next? God, I've got some good shit going. Uh, let's just do this quick note. Um, actors are on strike now as well. Uh, along with the writer strike, there's now an actor strike. So, apparently, all TV and movie is shut down. Uh, I need to talk to producer Kevy more about this. He's uh, <clears throat> He works in TV. Um, so, he's he filled me in a little bit on the, the writer strike. I should probably talk to him more. Probably should talk to him more about it before this. Um, yeah. So actors are on strike too. So no, I don't think ain't much going on. New TV and movies uh, coming up. So cherish what you got. Um, speaking of TV and movies, cannot wait to go see Mission Impossible. Like I said, roommate's gone. When she gets back, we're going this week. I hope so. Hopefully, I'll have some some stuff to uh, to let you know about that next week. Um, yeah. So that that should be fun. What else? Oh. The first drink, I just put it, this is a quick note. When you're really thirsty, you, you know, you've been out in the heat. It's been a hot day. You've been out and out, out and about it. You take that first drink of cold ice water, and you're like, oh, there is something about, like, the first drink of cold ice water. It, it just really slaps. It hits different. It just really hits it. It's like the first beer. Like, when you get to vacation, you get to the beach, you get off work. Like, mm, just the first, the first, when you're just really thirsty, and you're like, oh, I could really go for a nice cold ice water. Chug it down. Mm, it's the best. Um, speaking more about people who aren't the best, the wonderful, was it the Senate or is it the House? The PGA Tour had a fucking hearing. And whether it was the Senate or the House, um, it was led by Richard Blumenthal. You know, you can look up his fucking uh, service record for the United States military. A fucking piece of shit. Use more fucking hair dye, too, by the way. Uh, Him and uh, Ron Johnson, just two stellar fucking humans, held a, uh, led a hearing about the PGA Tour and the PIF and, you know, live and all that shit. Like, that, that's what our fucking elected representatives are doing? We're looking into a fucking golf league? Are you kidding me? Like, for real? This is what we do with the fucking taxpayers' money. My money goes to these fucking assholes. Fucking Josh Haley jumping in there. PGA Tour China, China, China. It's not even fucking about China. PGA Tour China, I don't think, has existed in like four years. <clears throat> Talk about fucking ass clowns. Josh Holly is an ass clown. Who's a bigger ass clown? Richard Blumenthal or Josh Hawley? That's a fucking tough one. Those are just absolute shit stains of people. Uh, what else? What else? I know what I'm ending with here. I'm just going through my list of things. 
let's just let's swing by this. Uh, Northwestern fired Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, some hazing was going on. There was a Shrek list, some clapping above heads. Uh, people were just getting dry humped left and right. You know, some dick, some dick slaps in the shower. Um, so interesting, interesting. They didn't fire anybody else on the staff. Pat Fitzgerald knew, but apparently no one else on the staff knew. Darren Ravel, uh, Northwestern grad, uh, noted douchebag. Uh, speaking of douchebags that we've been talking about in this, uh, in this stretch here of, uh, of passing thoughts, uh, was, oh, we need to give it time. We need to give time. If that had been any school other than Northwestern, Fucking Rovell would have been leading the fucking charge to fire someone as fast as humanly possible. But it was his fucking school, so he's like, oh, we, we need to settle down. We need to fucking settle down. Fuck off, Rovell. Oh, here was one. So before the roommate leaves, she gets this fucking idea. We've got, like, and we probably should have done this fucking a long time ago. We've lived in this house for three years now. It's been three fucking years. Yeah, it's been three years. All 20, all 20. Jesus Christ. Um, So there were some like holes in the walls, like from other, like, you know, when pictures and stuff were hanging, the people before us had a lot of things hanging on the walls. We don't have that much. So like, there's some like, um, like screw braces were exposed and we just kind of never really got around doing it. She's like, we're doing it. We're doing it right now. And so we're like, we're going to do the hallway. We had paint from the entryway that's labeled in the basement. And we, we get the entryway done, and she's like, I'm just moving right down the, the rest of the hallway. It's the same color. And as soon as we get down there and put new paint on it, it is not even fucking close to the same color. And we painted it the complete wrong thing. So then we're out trying to fucking find replacement paint, like, to cover it up. You can fucking imagine how that's gone. So we're still, we're still, the search continues on how to totally fix it. We've got it kind of covered up for the most part. But the wild thing is, if you walk in our front door, if you look to the left, there's like an accent wall. If you look to your right, there's one color, like down like a little entryway hallway. If you get to the kitchen, which is just past the entryway hallway, it's another color. If you would have turned left down like the hallway to the bedrooms, that's another color. Like you've gone six steps and you've encountered four different colors of paint, uh, as well as three different types of flooring. And if you had come in through the mudroom, that's a whole nother paint color, as well as a whole nother flooring. So... Uh, the people we bought this house from just apparently love to fucking paint shit random ass colors and put goddamn new floors in everywhere. Uh, or, or the floors could be all original. Like, so when someone crafted up this fucking house, they're like, we're going to have one floor for here in the entryway. We're going to have one floor in the kitchen, one floor in the living room that will match the carpet in the hallways down to the bedroom. And then we're going to have a floor over in the mudroom that's going to be totally different than everything. Like, not even remotely. We've got, like, fake hardwood, carpet, a nice tile, and then, like, a shitty linoleum. Like, we couldn't have fucking meshed something together here and, like, kind of tried to figure it out? Guess not. We'll see. <sighs> okay. I'm going to be out if I haven't been outraged already. I've been seeing a lot of uh, this floating around the internet. This, uh, this like, last week or so, I think is it's because Barbie's... No, she's not even in Barbie. Yeah, she is in Barbie. Who's in Barbie? Yeah, Margot Robbie's in Barbie, right? Yes, that's why this is floating around, right? 
The fucking screen is like flashing at me. Oh, God damn it. Barbie movie. Not fucking the Barbie doll. Yes, Margot Robbie is playing Barbie. I have seen a bunch of like Margot Robbie's not hot stuff on Twitter. Like Margot Robbie's mid. Hard seven at best. I saved a couple of pictures of the tweets. This one is this one is incredible. She is a hard seven. You used to find a Margot Robbie in every blockbuster video in 1995. Hmm? Come again? Come again? And of course, it's always fucking the biggest fucking dweebs. Like this one dude. I'm not even going to talk about his appearance because I don't want to do that. Because these fucking assholes are doing it. But uh, let's just say he probably hasn't gotten laid in fucking his entire life. And then in the comments, he's like, oh, yeah, fucking chicks are hitting on me all the time. No, they're fucking not. Shut the fuck up. Like, are we really out here acting like Margot Robbie isn't fucking stunning? Like, one of the hottest women in the world? We're going to call her a hard seven that was in every fucking blockbuster in 95? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I know Twana never had a blockbuster, but you obviously weren't in that fucking... It, what, what was it? Was it Video King? It was Video King for a while. It was something else eventually. Where are any fucking Margot Robbie's running around? And if they were, it was fucking very infrequently. Fucking Margot Robbie's mid, mid. Learn to fucking speak, Gen Z. God, fucking losers. I, I wish I could show the picture of this one fucking douchebag with his fucking, oh, he had a, mm, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to insult people based on their looks because that's what I'm yelling about. You know what I am going to fucking insult, though? Amazon. Fuck you, Amazon. Amazon Fire TV. Fuck you. Amazon Support. Fuck you. Amazon Customer Service. Fuck you. You guys stink. I have, uh, an actual Amazon Fire TV, like it's built into the TV. And then I have two Fire Sticks. I have too many TVs in my house, is the main moral of the story. But one of my Fire Sticks stopped working like a month and a half after I got it. It has been working fine for like three, four months, like four, four months, five months. Like I got it end of January. It's about four, five months, five months, about five and a half months. Well, of late, the remote has stopped working. I've had to replace the batteries a lot. Just recently, it got to the point where you would basically get one day out of new batteries. Like, you could operate the remote for one day, and it was a TV we don't use much. It's in the kitchen, so you like you only have it on if you're cooking, and then I like will take it outside with me. So I just shoot Amazon a message. I'm like, hey, remote's not working. Would you be able to replace it? And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not the biggest deal. Like, I can just buy a new remote. But, like, this is the second one I've already had. And, like, the remotes are probably, like, 20 bucks. But it's like, what, am I just supposed to buy a new fucking remote? Am I just supposed to drop 20 bucks to Amazon every, you know, six months because the remote just stops working? Actually, the remote really hasn't been working for, like, three or four months. So I'm like, hey, remote's not working. Are you guys able to replace this? Like, well, the warranty has wore out. I'm like, okay, cool. It's a fucking $20 remote. Again, it's not going to fucking break me. But, like, maybe just have the common courtesy and be like, you know what? Our product's fucking defective, and, you know, it's just not working for you. So, first off, I'm, sh- I'm just trying the message thing, and I get fucking some dude named Pinky 
Pinky. Pinky's telling me my your warranty is up. All right. Fuck off. So they're just giving me no help. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll just call. I'll just ask somebody. And I start talking to him and I'm calling. I'm like, hey, this thing's just not working. It's a defective product. Like, is there something we can do? I'm like, and and I start and I like lead. I'm like, hey, I'm aware this is out of warranty. Like, can you just send me a new one anyway? And then they start fucking copping attitudes. They're like, nope, you don't get it. I'm like, I do get it. I get it very much. Your thing says, you know, can you fucking not give this? You can't give this to me. I'm like, is there something we can do? They're like, you just don't understand. You're just not listening. So then, then I get pissed. And then, then I've got like a problem. I've got like a fucking vendetta against these fucking assholes because I deal with people all the time. Like, I know that you just like, I get pissed more like at their, at their like style. Like, you just don't tell me I don't get it. I'm wrong. When like, I, I'm leading with, I understand this is out of warranty. They're like, no, you just don't. Fuck off. Fuck off, Amazon. Fuck off, Pinky. And fuck off somebody else. So then I get a fucking email from these fucking douches. And they're like, you have been threatening us. You know what I said to them? I said, they said, can I help? They said, can we help you with anything else? And would you like to give us a survey at the end? I'm like, I'll give you your survey right now. Your, your help's been worthless. And I doubt you can help me with anything else. So they sent me an email that said I was harassing and threatening them. I wasn't, you fucking losers. You're just not very good at your job. And you sell fucking pieces of shit. So I'm going Roku from now on. Fuck you, Amazon. I'm taking my $20 elsewhere. You can keep your six fucking billion every month that you make. Okay, let's go end this thing. Closing time, everybody. Um, as always, just want to start, uh, you know, and and start my ending by saying thank you to everybody. I appreciate everybody who comes, watches, listens. Um, you know, anybody who retweets, likes, comments, subscribes, shares, you know, all that stuff. I appreciate you guys so much. So thank you so much. I I, I say it all the time. I'm having so much fun doing this. Uh, sometimes I'm like, shit, I gotta go to the pot right now, and then I do it. I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is why I do it. So. I hope you guys are having at least, you know, half the fun that I am have listening that I do doing it. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. Uh, as always, big thanks. Producer Kevin, you're the man. Uh, thanks for keeping this thing going. Uh, we will be back next week. Might do a, a live show again on Sunday after the British Open. Uh, if you are interested and you're a listener and you got something to say about golf and you want to come chat, Shoot me a shoot me a text, shoot me an email, oldwallshouse at gmail.com if you don't have my phone number. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to join the, the live show, uh, considering that after the British, but let me know. Um, so definitely back next week. We'll be talking about the British. Uh, it'll either be a live show and then it will be added into the pod or it'll just be the pod. Uh, so, uh, yeah, a lot of fun stuff next week. We got that. We're going to preview Spence Crawford a little more in depth. A lot of good stuff coming. So. Uh, once again, thank you, everybody. I appreciate all you. Till next week. Peace.